This is TJ Marconi, the public enemy himself, and you're listening to the Mike Sappho Podcast. How much you mention now, bro? I think like three something. I really don't max because it hurts the joints. It's three something more than one plate on each side? No, uh, it's like three plates and a 25. That's, so it's know. more than one plate? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did try today. I kind of maxed out. Let me see that. Let me see that. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. You you, a little bump. A little bump, right? He's oh. outdoing you already. It's it not even fair. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when, uh, when kids, young boys grow up, it's fireman, police officer, astronaut, and wrestler. Those are usually the four things people grow up to want to be. Facts. You look around this table, no one is smart enough to walk on the fucking moon. <laughs> but pleasure to have on a professional wrestler. Thank you, brother. What's Thank going you. on, my friend? I'm good, I'm good. How you doing? Where are you coming from? I'm coming from the Bronx. Where'd you grow up, though, by the way? Sta- I, Staten Island. So this is my turn to a Staten Island podcast. So did I. Yes, Staten Island's the best, man. I grew up in uh, New Dorp. Okay. And then I moved to... I, 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 they never they change the name every time. Castle, Castleton Corners, Westerly. I lived on Bradley Avenue. Okay, okay, so of that's course. That's where I grew up. Uh, but I was Were you a Jimmy Max guy? Yeah, it's the best pizza ever. It's, and you go in and make your own pizza when you need to. What high school did you go to? Wagner. Did you? Okay, I went to St. Peter's. St. Peter's. See, I got into Catholic school, but then my father saw the bill and he's like, "Nah, you can go to the free ones on the block." Oh, really? Yeah. What high school did you start at? I, I no, I, I went to Wagner. I only went to Wagner. Okay, but I took the test because you know you got to take the test. To yeah, get into Catholic the school. co-ops, I think. What co-ops. They call? Okay, so I got into Farrell, St. Peter's, the whole nine. And he's like, "Oh, this is good. Go there." And he saw, he's like, "Nah, we're not paying fucking." Oh, excuse me, language I can do. No, that. you're allowed to curse. Yeah, uh, make sure want. some people don't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not paying fifteen grand to go to a high school. Just go to the one down the block. It's fine. They have football. Yeah, he knew you weren't going into the whole professional field. Yeah, no. my parents were like, we're going to put you to St. Peter's, but we know this is going to be a waste of money. Yeah, they knew. They knew. It's, it's a college credit. It's like a college, uh, a college level cash you have to pay to go to a high school. It's ridiculous. Let me hear, before we get into the podcast, well, we started, but where would you uh, grow, hang out on Staten Island? So, uh, <laughs> Staten Island has like these abandoned homes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's weird, man. It's uh, this, like abandoned hospital. So we were, when we were kids, we would just walk into the hospital. Thing. It was called Seaview. Yes, yes, uh, by Willowbrook. Yes, yes, so yes. We, okay, we, okay. We would break into Seaview. I know we're going to get arrested if anyone knows this now, but <laughs> we're going to go into Seaview and we break in and then we drink and party in Seaview because we we're stupid and went into an asbestos filled abandoned hospital. So. You know what's cool about Seaview? I'll tell the non Staten Island guys. So we would go in, like, I grew up in. Like New Springville. So the New Springville kids would hang out in like one room, really. Yeah. The New York kids in another room. And like there would be no beef because no. we were so scared to be in that building because it was always like rumors that it was like haunted and stuff because Geraldo did the thing yep. in Crosby, Crops, Cropsy Avenue or something. Crops yeah, the yeah, killer. yeah, yeah, the killer. There was a lot of stuff going on in Staten Island. Staten Island is the only place that still has a Mason-Dixon line. It's very, <laughs> it does. It, it, it's, I, I, and it probably sounds a little racial, but it, there's a Mason-Dixon line. If you go North Shore, it's a little bit more urban, a little bit more different culture. You go South Shore, it is, it is only Italian and yep. Irish, and it's rich. It is so weird and so different how there's a Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, we're not, we're not South Shore guys, are no, we? No, I'm right in the middle, so you get a, a blend of both. All right, so, oh, you're a mid-island guy. Yeah, mid-island. You, know. you playing sports growing up? Football. Obviously. Football, yeah. What did you play for? Wagner. Oh, did you play for yeah, Wagner? I played for Wagner. I was a fullback, a tight end, and a defensive end. I was pretty good, and then I got hurt like every other professional wrestler. Did you? So <laughs> it's, uh, you play football, then you get hurt, and then you, you can't play football anymore. So and that's it. Some, you have to find something. And you had a good run. When did you leave Staten Island? Uh, um, two years after high school. So I did St. John's University for two years, mm-hmm. and then I moved to like the Westchester area Bronx. And I'm still over there. You like it up there? I'm getting used to it now. All right. TJ Marconi. Yes. You bring, you bring two belts with you. Uh, yeah. What and belts did you bring? I got the Bronx Wrestling Federation heavyweight title okay. and the Superstars of Wrestling Federation. Now, look me in the eyes. We, don't, we lie to women and children, never tell boys. Yeah. And you and I are closely best friends now. Yeah. Do you respect a man who collects wrestling belts, has like six of them, if he buys them? I mean, I had one in high school, okay. but I don't have them anymore. Did you buy it? No. 
It was given to me as a gift. I I, I can't as the price tag on them is ridiculous. Like so five hundred dollars for a belt. So right? if someone bought the million dollar belt and walked around, would you respect them? Mm, only if they're going to see Virgil. Introducing co-host Luke Bannock. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, l- let me give you the background now. Whoever's listening, Luke is. You've heard him on the Jake the Snake Roberts podcast. He only comes on when a wrestler comes on. But it's nice to be on with a wrestler that hasn't molested me on the way to the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. So, um, TJ, you want to hear a good story real quick yeah. about Jake? Yeah. I, I told you off air. Um, my phone rings. Jake, the, It's Jake the Snake. He did my podcast like a year and a half ago. He calls in. My phone rings. It says Jake the Snake. Yeah. I'm like, uh, hello? He doesn't know my name. He's like, uh, hey, uh, listen, you, uh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, n- nothing, Mr. Roberts. He's like, listen, I'm in the uh, Ramada Inn down in Lakewood. I need a ride tomorrow morning. Drive me up to Queens. I'm like, oh, I got you. I don't even own a car. So I call Luke, and Luke is like, dude, I'm all in. I'm all in. So we drive down to the Ramada Inn. We pick up Jake the Snake Roberts. Now we're like a little nervous. We're driving with Jake the Snake. You're a wrestling fan. Jake's one of the top top guys of the 80s, 90s. He's the best. He's like a legend. Yeah. (laughs) So we're in the car, and now Luke, take over what he does in the car to you. You take off because I want to forget about all, all about that. So now I'm trying to be like, oh, so Jake and I just talking about like random stuff, and he's giving me one word answers. Like I'm like, oh, so what are you doing here? I don't know. Oh, so what about tomorrow? I don't even know where I'm going. My daughter books this shit. I'm like, oh, I'm like, so now I'm texting Luke. I'm like, dude, we have an hour and twenty six minutes. This is hell. Yeah. Like I was gonna get out on the Jersey Turnpike and just walk back. Why not? And he looks over at Luke. He looks, look at my hand. You see, it's a green snake. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a cool tattoo. He's like, it's from jerking off. I'm like, oh, boy. Dude, he gets really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let me make this you know, a little funny. So I'm like, you know, Luke is the biggest wrestling fan. So Luke is like, uh, Jake, uh, 91, when you were wrestling like Rick Rude. He's like, Luke, you ever suck a man's dick? Like, he's being like so inappropriate. <laughs> and that was our ride with Jake the Snake. That sounds amazing. And we come back up here, do the podcast, and Luke was like shell-shocked by it, TJ. Yeah. And like was afraid to even talk on the podcast Bro, with him. My nipple was purple for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so TJ, I got to ask you now. It's a generic question. Yeah. How do you get into wrestling? We just mentioned people want to be every kind of profession. Everybody wants to be a wrestler. Yeah. The truth, everyone wants yeah. to do it. How do you even get into it? I mean, I, I kind of got lucky. So I grew up with um, someone who was related to people in the wrestling business. So uh, Sean Maluda was a kid I grew up with in Staten Island. He grew up with me, Wagner High School, the whole nine. His uncle is the Wild Samoan, Afa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all loved wrestling. We would joke around. We would do backyard wrestling, fight each other in each other's houses and break all the furniture, get all our parents mad. And he goes, you want to, like, do this for real? Like, uncle has a school. And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I want to do this for real? Um, Then I found out it was, like, $5,000 to go to a wrestling school. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But then, you know, time goes on. And she's like, oh, it's a big kid. I can make money off of him. And it was a lot less money. But that's how I got in. It was... um, as I knew someone who was like married into the business or like knew someone who was in the business so that's how I got my foot in the door when hanging out with the small was that like hanging out like these icons when you're hanging yeah, out yeah so, so like I'm I rem- I'm like Sean the thing, first thing I remember about your uncle was him coming out with a turkey on his hand for a Survivor Series this is what I remember <laughs> your uncle was so I go to his house and he's just a normal you know normal guy it's like oh Uncle, uncle Alpha not <laughs> crazy wild Samoan dude with a turkey on his hand you know he's a normal human being he has so he has broken English and he's he's a fob he's fresh off the boat but it was kind of cool man it was like seeing them outside of being wrestlers because I was a kid growing up loving wrestling and they were like larger than life they were my Thor my Iron Man Mm -hmm. I thought they were really superheroes and you find out they're normal human beings just playing a role it's a little little crazy at first but then you realize okay it's just actors playing a role it's disheartening yeah it is, but like sometimes you it, you meet your you meet heroes and it's like all right, you know what? They're still cool guys and they were playing a role and they played it well. And then sometimes you meet people that are 
like okay this was the guy I looked up yeah. to and he's a he's a jerk in real life you uh you do the wrestling school when did you make the moment like you know what I'm gonna make my career in the in the squared circle I'm gonna be a professional wrestler so it was kind of a, a two-edged a double-edged sword so I went to St. John's uh, I got my associate's degree and I was miserable I mean I was having fun I was partying like every other college kid but I didn't want to keep doing it I didn't see myself as an accountant I didn't want to keep oh is that what you went to school yeah okay I didn't want to keep spending money to go to school so I said you know what let me if I'm gonna spend money to go to school let me do something I want to do and then I invested into the wrestling and you know, nine years later, here I am. I'm finally starting to get a little bit of a buzz. It's nothing too crazy. I was on WWE once. I, I do a lot of independent. Oh, were you on WWE? Yeah. What, what was your moment? Because that was my next question. Did yeah. you have like a welcome? Did you have a welcome to wrestling moment? Forget about it. it didn't have to be yeah. WWE. Yeah. It could be an independent match. Was there a welcome to wrestling moment for you? Like, holy there, shit, there, I'm a wrestler. There's a couple, man. So um, the first one of my first really big shows was in Queens, and it was. Uh, I gotta say there was got at least two thousand people there, and I looked out the you know the stage the locker room window and I'm like guys like I know this is a little cliche but like we're wrestlers because look how many people came here to pay to see us even if they're not here for us per se they're here for the Hardy Boys or someone else they're here to watch wrestling and we're wrestling that kind of hit there, and then uh, another moment was um, I wrestled Tommy Dreamer. And I had a really good match with him. And he came up to me and goes, you're really good. Why aren't you on TV? And I, I basically, Whoa. and I said, I have no idea. I don't know how to get on TV. He goes, okay, I got you. And two weeks later, he got me extra work in WWE. I wasn't like these other guys who, like, oh, I was a security guard on WWE. Look at me. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do that because I was trained that you're, when you're being an extra, it's not about you. It's about the guy that's on TV in contract. You're just there to play a uh, stagehand. Okay. Table. So I got that moment, but you know, I was in a WWE ring in, in Newark in front of ten thousand people. It was okay. I guess I'm doing something right because I'm on WWE TV. What was right your now. role? Like, what would you Security do? Security guard. So, uh, if you look back to the thing, it was December 2015. Roman Reigns wins the title, and he has um, he's getting thrown out of the building. You know, like, oh, you can't be here because yeah. the bad guy says you suck. Uh, so nine security guards come on the screen and go, these guys are going to take you out of the building. And usually the guys are little midgets. And they were, except me. So all the other guys come in, they get thrown out, punched by Roman. And then they gave me, like, real TV time. So I had, like, 15 seconds. So I get in the ring, and then even the commentator goes, well, look at the size of this guy. And then Roman goes, I'm not going to do anything to you, no problem. I'm walking him out of the ring, turns around, punches me in the face. So, I mean, I got that little moment on TV. So I, if I stop now, I'm like, hey, look, my, tell my kids, look at me. I'm on TV. I got punched by that guy who was a champion. See, I'm glad you didn't downplay because that's cool shit. Like, yeah. you didn't downplay. Sometimes like, well, bro, I got a bat at, I got in a bat at Yankee Stadium. Wasn't, dude, that's huge. You were, in, you were yeah. at – that's fucking legit. I kept that to me, but I didn't promote it because I see guys who are like, oh, look at me. I'm that guy right there in the, as an as a, uh, uh, ER, uh, EMT. I didn't promote it as such. People noticed that I, it was me. And I took it to heart. Like, I can retire right now, and I, I was on TV. TJ, I'm good. thank God that wasn't me, because I would have stopped it, paused it, made it my Tinder picture. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I don't have Facebook. Would, that would have been every possible thing. Would I, be, I would have had a poster in my house of it. The funny thing is I hit up Tommy the next day, because it kind of went viral. It's like, indie wrestler gets punched by a WWE champion. I'm like, am I allowed to promote this? He goes, okay. yeah, you idiot. It's fine. So, like, is he's very monotone. So, if you ever have Tommy Dreamer on here, he's extremely monotone. Well, can you get him for me? Yeah. All right, cool. He lives. He honestly lives <laughs> get down the block. Get him another KBB. Let's go. He, he, li- he, li- he lives down the block from me. So, honestly, he would come in. He's oh, a cool. really chill dude. But he's very monotone. So, he's like, yeah, TJ, you can promote it. It's fine. <laughs> you need anything else? I'm like, no, nah, man. Can I get on House of Hardcore? Yes, just show up and you'll be there. Oh, really? Yeah. So, now, are you living the dream right now? 
I mean, it's kind of fun. So I have a I have a regular job that I do just to keep money in my pocket, and every weekend I travel and wrestle, and I get paid to do it. What, now. Do, can you say what your regular job is? I'm a security guard at a bank. It's really boring. I stand next to a vault and go, "Hey, you can't go in there." Oh, really? <laughs> but the hours are perfect. It's Monday to Friday, early mornings. It's um, and then I get out, go to the gym, and then I can train in the wrestling training or, or gym training at nighttime. So it's the perfect schedule. I mean, I used to have a better job running a nightclub, but I, it's weekends, so you can't wrestle. And it kills so, your wrestling thing. Yeah, it kills my wrestling. Are you a workout savage? I mean, I'm finally learning how to do it right. I'm learning how to do it right. So um, I guess like two years ago, I started going to the gym regularly, but I sucked at it. I mean, I was losing weight, but I was losing muscle and everything. Mm-hmm. I finally got someone who knows what they're doing. They go, hey, you need to do this, eat this, eat that, drink that. So now, like the past six to eight months, I'm actually putting on good size and and my body's um, changing to the better. Your body looks tremendous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me, let's finish up the round table here we got. Yeah. Obviously, TJ Marconi with yeah. two championship belts. We have Igor Ubevin. Igor? I'm here. I'm a huge fan of TJ. <laughs> I've watched TJ and HOG and everything else, and he just – he's insane. I'm, I'm going to get into the wrestling matches that he did have because I have a couple of questions <laughs> and stuff like that. But Well, no, we jump around the podcast, too. Jump in. Go right in. Like we went in – me and Luke, me and Luke go to all the HOG shows. Yeah. So front, row. End, front row every time. <laughs> front row, sitting there, full blown yeah. like fangirl. But there was one where you looked over and you were like, you know what? What do you want me to do? And there was like three dudes outside the ring who were like, go over the top rope. Yeah. Go over the top rope. You gotta jump over the top. <laughs> and I looked over and you were like you were like, Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go over the top. <laughs> And then I saw you do this fucking because you're a big dude. Like I'm big. I'm six three two fifty. Yeah. And you went over the top, and I was like, "Holy shit, he died." So for anyone that doesn't know who I am, like I'm six foot six. Legitimately, I don't like add inches to my height. I'm legit six six. I'm about three forty now. Mm-hmm. When I did that dive, I might have been heavier. I was like, holy shit, he yeah. made it over the top rope. I can't believe that. That was fucking amazing. And I'm happy that there was people there for me to land on. So it was that good. was full boat. I was like, Did you oh my this? God, Yeah, so um, <laughs> uh, uh, I think I remember the moment uh, definitely. So it was a House of Glory. I don't remember the exact date, but it was probably within the past year. Um, and the... You know, guys, I don't want to ruin it, but like wrestling, usually you know what's happening next. Not, I know it's not. That's false. That's false. It's, Nobody knows. So uh, originally, thank you, brother. Originally, I wasn't going to go over the top rope because it's very hard to jump. The, the, the ropes, you know, it's deceptively tall. It's about four to five feet tall, the ropes. So that means you have to vertically leap over a rope onto the outside, which is about six to eight feet down. And usually you have to land on human bodies, which is not comfortable. You know, there's not really a padding. It's a human body. So I don't like going over the top rope because it's a long way down. I usually go through the middle rope. But I, I remember I said, I looked over and said, what do you want me to do? And they were all going over the top rope. And I went, this is going to suck for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. And I got, and I made it. Did, yeah! I'm like, this was worth it. This was worth it. My back is killing me, but this was worth it. I went upstairs to the locker room. I'm like, my back, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and then the last show we went to. TJ jumps through the rope <laughs> and lands head first on the floor. Oh, oh. I thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, um, <laughs> the, 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 like, House of Glory, I do a lot 
I do a lot at House of Glory because the, I see the amount of people there, and and like you guys know, like the crowd is insane. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a show in New Jersey or like I'm going to Maine and I'm going to like I'm going to DR next week, and I don't know how big the crowd is going to be, but my flight's paid for and I have a hotel, so I'm hoping there's people. What part of DR? Santa Domingo. Do you need like a bodyguard? I'll go with you. I mean, do, I, do, I need I need all bodyguards. My girlfriend Spanish. Yeah, my girlfriend's <laughs> in the bathroom. I'm going to DR with you because. I mean, it sounds like a good you time. You need security. Yeah, that's yeah. All I'm DR saying. is amazing. <laughs> like, that was cool when like, I hit up and like, hey, flight paid for, hotel paid for, and they show me footage of their old shows. It's legit. I just I don't speak Spanish, so I'm, I'm a little nervous. But House of Glory is a rabid fan base, and I do insane stuff there that I don't do at other shows. Usually I go through the middle rope. It's a lot easier. It, I mean, it's not really a huge jump for me, but usually there's bodies for me to land on. This time the bodies weren't there, but the guardrail was, and uh, the guardrail killed me, and it hurt a lot. Definitely hurt a lot. I'm not even going to lie. I dove, and then midway through the dive, I turned, and I saw all the guys who were supposed to be where I was diving. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I fucking hate you. Bang! And then I went, my head, my head, my neck, my head. Get up. The crowd's cheering. Get up. The crowd's cheering. Yeah! I fell back down because I... Guardrails hurt. <laughs> Guardrails hurt. You, uh... Because I'm... I was a... When I mean diehard, like, obviously, like, everyone else growing up in the 80s and 90s, wrestling, even the early 2000s, I fell out of it, and because of Luke and Igor, I'm back into it. Yeah. Not really in WWE. They took me to House of Glory. That was yeah. my first independent show. It was a Jake the Snake one. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, I'll tell you my moments. We get front row seats. Luke spent like $150 on streamers. And I'm going to – you're probably not going to remember this. The huge streamer guy. Yeah, huge streamer guy. The dude behind me is like yelling at you. He's doing silly string. Yeah. And you screaming like, dude, I will fuck you up. Dude, <laughs> I was so scared. I'm here with Julia. I'm like, dude, if you, I, I don't want to get in the crossfire of these two guys fighting. Like, sir, it's okay. <laughs> now, does House of Glory, do they care if you guys do other independents? Because you have other belts. Um, like, do they care? So, so, I mean, not really. I'm not a part of their school. I'm like the only guy who's not really a student of Amazing Red. Amazing Red has taken me in, and Brian Excel's taken me in. That's actually uh, Igor's friend. Yeah, and, we, and I'm like the only guy who's not a student there, and they take care of me, and I love them. I mean, they, I'm the only guy really not a student of their school, and they, they highlight me, and they give me work. Um, some of their guys can't. You know, they, some of the guys are only because they're not ready yet. But, I mean, I go everywhere. But House of Glory, I consider it home. And they, they have me in their school whenever they want. They treat me like I'm their student anyway. And they give me every, um, I guess, benefit of being a student without being a student. Now, when do you, not fanboy out, but do you also check the schedule? Like, oh, shit, Flair is going to be here. Oh, absolutely. Not just to meet Flair, though, but because you know it's a bigger audience now. Does that get you pumped up? So, I mean, I, um, recently I started um, – my father-in-law has like a figures collection, and I saw. Oh, me how, too. Yeah. I have like so I saw how realistic these figures are, and I'm like, oh. I need these. So I got guys I like, like Ric Flair, Jake the Snake. I'm a huge Kevin Nash fan. That's my guy. Okay, well, that's the reason why I became a wrestler. Another bi- oh, is it really? That's the reason. Well, why I became thanks a for ruining my next question. Thanks, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, no, but we'll get to that after. So I got these <laughs> figures. So I, I go to the guys that run the show. I'm like, listen. Top of my fee or whatever, I'm going to get my figure signed by this guy here. Is that okay? Yeah, no problem, no problem. And I go right up to him like, listen, I don't care if you think I'm a fanboy or not. You you influenced me. I bought this because it looks just like you. Can you sign this for me? I'll sometimes say to my little brother if I, they're not like cool. <laughs> but Flair was Flair was chill. He's like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, really? Flair, Flair signed it, no problem. So, I mean, it's kind of cool when I see the names on there because I know there's going to be more people for me to perform in front of too. And now, you, are you just, right now, House of Glory, what other federations are you doing like a lot? I mean, because uh, the- House of Glory seems to be like not as hey every two weeks. It's, it seemed like every few months. So. Uh, House of Glory is currently like six to eight weeks. <laughs> okay. So I mean, in between, I have, um, I mean, consistently, I'm in. Oh, excuse me, uh, is uh, SWF in New Jersey, which runs all up and down New Jersey. I have BWF, which is in the Bronx. 
10 minutes away from my house. And then I fill in, oh, excuse me, House of Hardcore, and just Tommy Dreamers fed. But, but they're very inconsistent. The same thing, like, maybe six shows a year. Okay. So it's kind of filling in the dates. And then, uh, like, I have Maine in a few weeks. I have DR. It's just, you have to be your own booking agent. You have to fill up your Yeah, schedule. I saw you Twitter. You're like, hey, I'm free these dates. Yeah. And it works. Like, some people, like, frown upon, like, you're whoring yourself Good. up. Good. No. Like, I need to get bookings. This is the way to do it. Because how is anyone else going to know I'm free this date? If I don't say, hey, I'm free this date, if you have a show, contact me. We can talk business. Like, I'm... Use social media to my fullest advantage, and and I'm so happy that it became into existence because it's benefited independent wrestling. And it sounds silly, but you're a big dude, so you're automatically heel. Yeah, like you're a bad dude. You come in, like the truth. Listen, I, I know you mentioned my physique. Like I'm, you know, you said I can. He's, also got, he's got a good, got a good triceps. The, dude, good my triceps are right? off the hook, aren't they? No, I'm impressed with my triceps. No, but you know, you get he's some, up to 35s now. You got it, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I wish. <laughs> just rep, just rep, just rep. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm just going for a. I'm not going for big yeah, size. Going for definition. He's like Bruce Lee. Tell TJ who taught you. How yeah, to yeah. Triceps. No, really, Luke. Luke Luke taught me around like a month ago. And then I quit the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we I eat re- so I eat really healthy. No one gives a shit about me. Everyone's at TJ Marconi. They don't even know Mike Sappho, how he eats healthy to try to get a six-pack. But I'm, I'm working out now. That's why I'm maxing out with a plate on each side. That's good. Yeah, thank you. He's a 10-pound plate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get you back say to one place. Don't, don't bring in one plate he's putting a, on it. Eight plate. It's plate. It's fine. Uh, it's uh, a plate. All right, right then. Thanks a lot, police. Listen to me. <laughs> Going back to Kevin Nash, yeah. is there a because mo- I remember every wrestling match oh, yeah, from I, the eighties. So I, ha- I have it, and, and people go really. Oh, so people asked that before. Yeah. So um, fuck, no, fuck. but they, when I tell them, they go, "That's the reason." What's the match? It's Bob so, Backlund, isn't it? No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> WrestleMania eleven, which is probably the worst WrestleMania. Yeah, but it was him versus Shawn Michaels, and he beat Shawn Michaels. He's the champion, and he has Pam Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. I'm six. I turned to my grand. <laughs> I, I turned to my grandmother, which is so awkward. I go, "That's what I want to be when I grow up." Look at him; he's huge. He's a uh-huh. champion. Has two blondes with him. So I told my grand, my elderly grandmother, "I want to be that guy because he has two hot women in the championship." <laughs> and I said, "That's what I want to be." Is that, is that true? Yeah, that was that was the moment. Like I watched wrestling. My like, I can't re- pinpoint exactly when, mm-hmm. but it's my first memories is wrestling, watching it on TV. Now, go and you said 11's your first one. Yeah. I'm a little, I guess a few years older than you. Do you go back to WrestleMania 4 or the tournaments? Like you, For some reason, I remember WrestleMania 6. Okay. When Hogan lost yeah, the Warriors. I yeah. cried. I, in Toronto, I cried. But, timeline reason, I shouldn't remember. No. As I was born in 88. Mm-hmm. So that was 86? Uh, 86 or 87. WrestleMania 6? There's no yeah. reason why I should know that. Yeah. Luke but is I, definitely going to know it. I've yeah, it was, 19, vi- it was 1990. <laughs> April 6th, so by the way. So, uh, <laughs> as two years old, there's no reason why I should vividly remember WrestleMania 6. But I re- vividly remember watching it. So I don't know if it was Coliseum Video or a rerun, but I remember that wholeheartedly. I remember wrestling every Saturday morning after cartoons. Oh, of course. It, it was, it was Fox 5. It was X-Men. Uh, American Gladiators. American Gladiators. And, and, WWE and then wrestling. Coast. But X-Men, it was like, I watched my cartoons. X-Men came on. Yes, American Gladiators and Blazer and Taser and all of them were on there. And then WWE Superstars. And I remember like guys like Iron Mike Sharp and the Brooklyn Brawler would fight. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's funny. My Iron Mike Sharp is like my wrestling grandfather. So he trained... Um, this guy uh, Andrew Morgan who's an independent wrestler from back in the day but he trained him and he was my, one of my main trainers so Iron Mike Sharp is like my wrestling grandfather Did uh, is it true that Doink the Clown trained you is that true yes I- uh, so like wrestling when I was different I didn't stay with one school I, I was told to go out there and learn from as many people as possible so I went to Afa I went to Magic and then I went to Doink the Clown the original Doink the Clown Matt Bourne he opened up a school in Freehold New Jersey and I got about so he unfortunately passed away but Probably the last six to seven months of his life, I got to train underneath him. He was so smart, 
into this wrestling business. I mean, sometimes you think, Doink the Clown, really? He's a really good wrestler like that. But he was just, he was, I learned so much from Doink. It's insane when I say that. But Doink the Clown really helped me. And then after that was Nunzio. Nunzio opened up a school in New Jersey when he got off TV, and then I trained with him too. On a side note, with everybody that you've trained with yeah. throughout the years, I mean, you develop a million different things where you look at some the way that somebody did something, and you turn around and you actually implement everything that you do. Yeah. Like you looked up to Kevin Nash, and Kevin Nash has his moves, and then everything that you do. I mean, you're a big guy. Yeah. So you throw the high-flying stuff in there, which is amazing, and everything but who is your actual favorite person that you've trained with so i mean i i did either a, trained with or that actually like gave you something where you're like I man did, i really enjoyed that i did so many but like the one that's been sticking with me so i did a ricky steamboat seminar oh, okay and oh. he just like gets it i mean yeah. i know it sounds weird like saying gets what it's you figure out one day i tell everyone who i train like i help training at the, in the bronx the school mm-hmm. in the bronx and i'm trying to open up my own because i want to make real money yeah but um it's uh, just one day you just you just get it. You're like, okay, I have to do this then and make this part happen at this point of the match and that point of the match. You just get it. Yeah. I, I know it sounds weird to people that don't understand, but one day you wake up and be like, oh, this is how wrestling works. No, I mean, me and Lou go to a lot of stuff. Yeah. And throughout my childhood, I've looked at I've watched wrestling I, unbelievably. I was yeah. a huge Bret Hart fan, huge, you know, I, I, I love the classic wrestling. Yeah. I think they fell off a little bit with WWE with the way that they're running stuff, but I feel like. HOG and the way that you do stuff is just something completely, completely different Thank where you. you throw in the high-flying thing. Because before it was just the big dude walks into the ring, yeah. beats the hell out of everybody, yeah. and now it's done. Yeah. And you you throw in, dude, you jump. When you jumped over the top rope, <laughs> I, I, it sounds really, really weird, but I was like, holy shit, he actually did that. That was the day we Bro. decided, we're like, should we go to House of Glory? Absolutely. Uh, and, and they they got you, see, you, see, Red, you see Red, I got people to come to the show. It's not how. No, no, no. no he was, did, he, all, all bullshit aside, like, I sat there and I was like, holy shit, he actually fucking did it. There's no fucking way that anybody else would do that, but, yo, know, dude, he's a big dude and he did all this high-flying stuff, which is amazing. And it, it kind of like, Luke wants to train. Yeah. Luke's going to House of Glory. I know that. That's the guy to learn from, man. But we gotta we gotta talk to Red. He's a terrible texter, <laughs> and I hope he listens to this. But I'll I'm a huge him. Red fan. I'll He's amazing, I'll, I'll and especially his early stuff is fucking amazing. I mean, Red, I have the most respect for Red, and he's been through a lot of shit this, throughout his career. Yeah, and that's my boy. Yeah. That's my boy to the end because I've known him for a while. I know the good-hearted person that he actually is. Yeah, he's just terrible with technology. <laughs> I'm sorry, Red, but you're terrible with technology. <laughs> so. I, I appreciate everything that you do. All thank you. I, you know, I'm, oh, sorry, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> TJ. <laughs> no, but like, it really, it's like <laughs> when you look at like big men that really stood out. That was Taker, Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, Kenta Kobashi, Bundy, I mean, and Bundy, even but Boss Man. All these guys were giant human beings. Cobb County, Georgia. Not not guys that say they were six foot six or six foot seven. They were really six foot six, six foot seven, six foot ten, and they all moved. Bossman did the baseball slide underneath the ring yeah, like it was yeah, nothing. Yeah. Taker would fly over the rope. So I'm like, how do I make being a big man on independent scene, like how do I get noticed? Because everyone loves the unfor- – I, I hate the Red influenced wrestling so much that now everyone does what Red did back in the mid-2000s. Yeah. That's the norm in wrestling now. So what Red started with low-key in the mid-2000s is the norm for every wrestler. I can't do that stuff. I don't backflip. I don't do that. But <laughs> no moonsaults. No moonsaults. I, I could, but I, I, there's no need because everyone else does it. 
It's like, all right, they can moonsault our cartwheel get the same amount of reaction. Yeah. But um, it's just, how do I stand out? And it's like little things. So like I'll do the dive over the top rope. I'll do the, I'll hop on the top rope when I get like out of nowhere. Like what? This guy just got a vertical leap on the vertical leap on the top rope. It's different ways to get to get over. And like what he's saying, like I, he said, go over the top rope. I'm like. All right, hopefully they're there, and I did it. <laughs> hopefully these two drunk idiots in the front row stops yelling at something like a dick no, when I like, do like it. Like you said, like, so at House of Glory, I'm, I'm super-duper babyface. Uh, but people don't know, that means we're like a good guy. And I have a really short partner, and I'm really tall, but the really short guy He's thinks, a really, really big thing. He's a really know. big... He <laughs> thinks, that guy's huge. He thinks huge. he's seven foot two. Yeah, I went to the house... Uh, dude, I was blown away. I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, TJ, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to go back to it. Yeah. I left there... Telling Luke, Igor, Jen, my girlfriend, JP, everyone who's here, I'm like, my favorite guys, you yeah. and Caveman. Dude, I was obsessed with that Caveman guy. Caveman really awesome. Awesome. Dude, he's awesome. Dude, he was a funny dude. He goes, we got to do an interview with Caveman. I go, what the hell is he, he going to say? He's going to say, Booga, Booga. Booga. I'm like, dude, please if, off If you head. want Caveman, I'll make it happen. But I, he does not speak that well. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's not going to be as entertaining. No, it won't be. So, who's your favorite wrestler? Ooga Booga. Ooga Booga. <laughs> I, I want to go back to just... While you're coming up, because yeah. I remember I wrestled my brother yeah. growing up. I'm, and we're going to go around because I want to hear everyone's quote unquote gimmick. My brother's name is Jason. We were in the MJWWF. It was me and him. We each had wrestlers. I think I was the uh, Iron Warrior was one of my guys, and the uh, the American Missile was the other. And so I was Sheik and Warrior had a baby. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and I would come down, and I was like, my mom, my mom hated us. We had like um, the Sharpie markers, and I was red, white, and blue. We'd, I was like seven years old. And I was, and that was him. My brother was the Invisible Man. Yeah. Did you have a gimmick, or did you, when you growing up, you're like I'm gonna stick with this gimmick? Because I wrote down from Google three year gimmicks. And I'm disappointed in them. So um, you have to confirm <laughs> if they're true uh, or not. All right. So I, when I was backyarding with my friends, which means that we were just in our houses, I had. Um, I was the paparazzi prince. I don't know why. I think that's why I wrote paparazzi I, prince. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I mean, people have rough times. I thought Lady Gaga was over. Before <laughs> that, um, before that, uh, which I know. I, it's like you know, like as I swear, like I guess it was a rib on me. It's like you know, you should do like the paparazzi game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm dyeing my hair blonde, well, and I'll come out to Lady Gaga, oh, and it worked. It, 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 it did. <laughs> It, it did, but I woke up in the morning and I had my hair like Doc Brown, and then like, <laughs> imagine me trying to get laid and I have freaking Doc Brown hair. So I'm like, this isn't working anymore. I gotta be me. I don't care about this. I gotta okay. be the Italian kid from Brooklyn or whatever. All I right. can't do this anymore. Um, so then, like in between, I was like, my dad's like, why don't you be like I was, like a Brooklyn boy toy? Yeah, be like uh, you know, like Saturday Night Fever. And I'm like, I'm not being John Travolta, but I'll use the nickname because for some reason I think that works. Um, <laughs> But before like all that professional stuff, I was known as Big Money, and that's a solid name. So so Big Money was made by my trainer because he knew I love Kevin Nash. He's like, you know, you can't be Kevin Nash because you know he's Kevin Nash. Who was your trainer? Uh, so like I, so many people, but the yeah, guy yeah. told me this was Andrew Morgan. His name is Magic. He's like a he was bigger back in like the eighties and nineties with right. JP and stuff. Cool. But um, he goes, why don't you do like what Vinny Vegas was supposed to be and be a loan shark, have a book, and be like, you owe me money. And then I'm gonna take it out on your ass, and that'd be the the, 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 the gimmick of the match. That's so kind of cool. A, I was a loan shark when I first started. I hated it. Looking back now, I I would have been great. I could have been a loan shark, and not have to do anything but have a book and tell people they owe me money. Yeah. I don't have to actually it's like. Kind of like you made the list. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you were way before. And that was 2000, like, uh, 2009. I was like, I was I had the list in 2009. Yeah, but um, I had the big money thing. Um, I like the nickname. That's not, that's not bad. A lot of people like you should have never got rid of that. But like, I wanted to be me. I okay, wanted to be me. And I feel like when I t when I train people, I'm like, well, what should my gimmick be? I'm like, whatever you are in real life, times a thousand. 
because otherwise it just looks fake. Like own the image. It's, otherwise it looks fake because you see guys on TV now that they portray something that they're not. Like Roman Reigns isn't a a funny guy. He's just a cool looking badass. So when they had him talking and making jokes, it looks so wrong. It was like disingenuous. Yeah, like it wasn't real. Like Roman Reigns. Like I, I noticed. I'm not. I'm uh, nothing against people. I'm not gay, but he's a very attractive male. When you see him in person, he's an attractive human being. Like, sorry, sorry. I Jen am, was him off from the KBB. I am not. A, no, no, no. I am not <laughs> afraid to admit it. The man is. Uh, he's, uh, I get it. This guy is six three. He has no body fat, and he's an attractive male. He doesn't have to talk to me about that. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I'm gonna I appreciate you. you. No, no. I, I, I was saying, you know what? I'll say in front of my girlfriend. I think that Randy Orton is the best looking guy who's ever. But imagine would. if they had Randy Orton doing like like I, like 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 child humor. It wouldn't yeah. make sense. No, it wouldn't. Just have him be him. So I tell people, I'm like, whenever you are in real life, so if you're like a, a funny person or like a comedic person, do that times a thousand. Be a goofball, and the ring you'll get over. Um, my partner in House of Glory, he's a legit wrestler. He thinks he's bigger than he is in real life. He's he's four foot like no, he's five foot something, but he has the mentality of a big man. I'm like. Run with that. Yeah. Run with that. Think you're seven foot tall. You have me to back you up. Run with that. Think you're seven foot tall. Show people that you can wrestle, but people will get behind you because of the... I might be little, but no, I'm huge. I can pick anybody up because I, I'm the man. It'll work. And and it worked. It works. Like you said, they were, you remember my partner. I do. And he, I'm six six, legit. He's about five two, but he portrays like I'm bigger than my partner. I can back <laughs> him up, no problem. <laughs> well, he used to be the referee also. Yeah. So <laughs> and then I I always thought like how red had crimson. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is mini red. So, yeah, I didn't think that uh, so, that existed. So, so if you think his name is Brian Burgundy, yeah, Burgundy is yeah. a form of red. Look at this. So that's where they got the it name fit from. Perfect. I was gonna. I, I told Red. I said I'll be TJ Maroon, and I could just be a part of the family. <laughs> we could be like just crimson, out of hand. Yeah, be be all good. crimson, red, and maroon, and burgundy. Get a design on the side of your head. Be good. I don't know. I got, I got to work with. Like, what's that? I'm like it's nothing. It's tribal. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's tribal. It is what it is. Quick, I'm gonna tear down the fifth wall right now. You go to DR for a wrestling match. Yeah. Do you know who your opponent's going to be? Because I want to ask a legit wrestling yeah, question. His name is Osiris Sosa. We've been talking on Facebook. Well, okay, now, I'm going to... I don't know if you can... Google even, Translate. Yeah, I don't know if you want to even talk about this. When you get down there, do you not plan a match? Because I'm being... This is me yeah, being a fan, no. interviewing a professional wrestler, which for me is... I've, I have had the privilege of having actors on, like Omar from The Wire. Chris Canty was on last week. Um, basketball players, authors, everybody. Yeah. And yet the wrestlers, for me, always like, dude, this is... For me, it's like, holy fuck, it's a wrestler. You guys plan the match like, hey, let's do this, this, so, and this. It, it, yeah, it depends on the the you know. So sometimes you plan everything because like I tell people like, what's professional wrestling? It's the greatest form of performance art you do with your own body. So every ten to twelve minute match is my own movie. So I want to book and write my own movie. I want to make my own Star Wars in the twelve minutes. So I have to plan everything because otherwise, if Star Wars was improv. Snoke would get cut in the you know the mid, 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 midway through the movie. Oh, that actually happened, but um, <laughs> no, but like spoiler alert. <laughs> but no, like, you have to plan your movie. You can't just go out there and, and improv it because sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you do like if we know each other and be like, hey, let's just go out there and do what we did last week, and we'll add some stuff at the end, and we'll feel the crowd. Then we go out there and just work, and and then we call everything in the ring. But sometimes I want to. I have a certain idea in mind. Okay, I want to get my partner over using the German suplex, and the whole story is going to be him finally hitting the German suplex on the really other big guy in the match. So I planned the whole match behind that. So like, we plan the story. Okay. And everything else is kind of just on the fly in the ring. Is he a big dude? You got you fighting DR? Uh, 
He's he's jacked. I mean, he's you know he's probably on the Dominican steroid. But on I a side note, you're gonna destroy him. Yeah, because I have to come. I back. gotta go to Dion. I, 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 I gotta tell. I gotta come back with my stuff. I gotta come back with my. Well, TJ, let's get. He a, can't lose the title. When 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 is this? It's uh, next Saturday and Sunday. Julia, my beautiful girlfriend's here. Can I go to Dr. with TJ to we see all him watch wrestling? Go. Me, Luke, and Mike, <laughs> baby girl, because I. Okay. <laughs> my, 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 my girlfriend's pissed about it too. She's like, I Just in case. She's pissed about not it too. A chance with How long have you been with your girlfriend for? Uh, officially two years, but we were dating for about a year and a half before. And I, I was kayfabing it, which means I was putting it on. I didn't want anyone to know for that time. Now, she's uh, in wrestling too. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. Not that you would ever cheat because you wouldn't. You're a stand-up guy. Yeah. Uh, are there groupies in the independent level? Not really anymore. Okay. I mean, there's some, and I mean, when you, like you said, you talked to Jake. Like they were oh. adamant back in the day. He told it, some it stories. Was, it was yeah. like rock star status. I think he kissed a girl or two. R- yeah. So R- wrestling kind of like did, doesn't have that appeal anymore. Some guys do, and maybe at WWE level, but independence people don't know it like that. Sure, there's some you get hit up by creeps. Yeah, I call them creeps because they're just like it's usually I know. Is I it know. Luke usually? <laughs> it's definitely Luke. <laughs> it's not Luke. It's, it's me. Honestly, so how does it's, it feel like to date Alexa Bliss? Alexa Bliss because that's. Well, well, her, boyfriend, her, boy, her boyfriend kind of looks like me, so I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> no, but like honestly, I'm the dating g- Alexa Bliss. <laughs> the guys hit you up more than the girls nowadays. I know it's not. I'm not trying to. I'm no, not I, doing, I'm not doing any. You know, no, no, no. oh, I don't like gay people. No, it's the guys are very aggressive, so they hit me up. Can I have your gear? No, I need to wrestle in it. I know that it, it's That's a ve- weird. it's a very weird subculture of wrestling, and it's a lot of it's guys that now are the guys of the other groupies. And they hit you up. They want pictures. They want gear. They want to know, like, oh, why don't you wear? Uh, no, not Luke. Guy, I, I, <laughs> I pay for my belts. That's <laughs> all I do. But I mean, there, there's some, but I think it's more on a higher level. Okay, okay. Wrestling. Yo, listen. Let's be honest. WWE and these big events. There's groupies there. Yeah. Let's Finn, Finn Balor is every girl's dream, I guess. I know he has no nobody. I totally got a picture any, with any Shows his bold. Yeah, and he lit, he he. Without saying what we do for work, he lives like four blocks from where we work. Yeah, I, he just moved over here. So you know what's great, TJ? We have the GNC guy. Whenever he goes into <laughs> GNC, the dude's like, "Bro, Finn's here." I grab Luke, we run downstairs, and we stand in front of where we work and wait for him to walk. You know what's the craziest thing? I actually am the only one that got a picture with him. <laughs> when, when I found out that he moved to the the, the you know to Williamsburg, I'm like, oh, Green, oh, Greenport. Whenever yeah, Greenport. I'm sorry that I'm giving him his address. Away. Sorry, Fergal. I wish I knew his address. Um, I'd blow him up right now. But it's like, Bitch. why? That the rent is mad high. Go live in Tampa where everyone else lives. What's Half wrong with you? Half the price. Yeah, dude, you, it's crazy like, expensive. Uh, real talk. I told my girl, I said, if I get a contract, I'm moving to Tampa and never leaving because I can have a mansion for no money. Why would I live in Tampa? You don't have to deal with this cold ass no. shit. Where you, you come in here with the wrestling belts. They're fucking it's, they're they're ice cold. I'm like, why did he move to to Greenpoint? It's fucking insane. Yeah, why? <laughs> no, <laughs> why? And then flying is you got to pay for your own flights. Flying out of LaGuardia and JFK sucks, and it's expensive. What's wrong with you? But uh, to each their now, own. Now, TJ, finally, he's going to stop fanboying out. Luke Bannock, finally. <laughs> so he's not going to fanboy out. Yeah. I'm not going to fanboy. So WWE's everybody's probably biggest goal. Yeah. My thing is when I go to House of Glory, I see you, TJ Marconi. Japan Ring of Honor. What is, what is the goal like in the short term? So I, um, I, I make a list every year of what I want to do, and um, Ring, I, I, Ring of Honor. The way to get in is doing this this camp. And what is Ring? I'm sorry, because I actually don't know no, what Ring of Honor. Is. Ring of Honor is kind of like the number three biggest company right now. I mean, right behind House of Glory. <laughs> by the way, but House You're of welcome, Gl- I, I, People don't understand. I, I try to tell this to people that in, in, in that work for House of Glory. House of Glory is. 
to me is the the spot. Okay. Like, I can work House of Glory and be happy, and that's it. But Ring of Honor came up in 2002 when ECW died, and they took over Philadelphia. They kind of built from Philadelphia, moved up to Rahway, and then traveled around. And now they have a TV deal with uh, Sinclair. They're on a lot of like the weird channels that you have on your cable channel for no reason. Like, oh, channel 503, that's Ring of Honor. Sure. But um, they're like the number three indie. But about number three wrestling behind New Japan and WWE. They make good money. They have TV. The money there, I don't know. But the way they get in is doing a, like this tryout camp. And I'm not trying to say that I'm like the best wrestler in the world, but like I can't give my money to a company when they they like say like Ring of Honor knows that I exist, and they think they might think that I'm good, but they'll never sign me unless I go do their camp for freaking five hundred dollars, which is like. All right, I really don't want to invest that money into you because you know who I am, and it's kind of like a slap in my face because you just want my money before you sign me. Mm-hmm. Like WWE took me in and didn't ask me for a dime and paid me to be there. So like, if the top company paid me to be there, I don't want to pay you to try to get a job. Does that make me like um, cocky or a dick? No, I'm just seeing worth in myself. Japan, definitely. I mean, Japan is. I, I think uh, I can be the new age Terry Gordy or Doctor Death because they had white guys over there back in the '90s killing it. And I kind of fit that mold. My short-term goal, to I know it took a long time to answer. My short-term goal is to just get a contract so I don't have to do my day job anymore. So it could be TNA. I, I know TNA isn't the really the best thing right now mm-hmm. or Impact, but I won't have to work a day job and I can be on TV. So either TNA, Ring of Honor, if they get rid of that stupid, do a tryout first. How about uh, Combat Zone Wrestling? I don't do hardcore <laughs> No, <laughs> on a side note, Combat Zone is all right though. I mean, there, there's no money there. Honestly, I think House of Glory is bigger than I think House of Glory is way bigger than, than CZW right now. I think House of Glory is bigger than a lot of places, and I, they don't even see their own potential. Like, we, we were talking about this, trying to get House of Glory to a bigger platform than Jamaica yeah. or the Elks Lodge. I think they, their next step is like is they have um, Hog Live. They do it on their Facebook. They need to get that on a network. Any random cable network I think that's the next step that's going to be huge for them I, I talked to Brett a couple of times and I'm like you know there's certain connects that I do have where they can get a park they can get an area where they could do like an outside event where it's blocked off to people you sell tickets you bring your chairs you do whatever they got to do Yeah. and I just got to reach out to them and actually try to make it happen for them yeah. because that that's a good friend of mine yeah. and all bullshit aside like that's my boy yeah and I'll do anything for that dude. And, you know, you are just an amazing app. Thank you, brother. You really are. And <laughs> I, I don't say that I, I don't say that as a groupie, uh, you know, fanboy, whatever you want to call it. I respect what you do, actually do. Yeah. And I respect the, the lengths that you're willing to go through and sacrifice everything that you got to do, everything that you kind of, like, push through. Like, even that day, just as small as it seems... Where you jumped over the top rope, I was like, there's no way this motherfucker is going to jump over yeah, the top rope. We, we know your partner's a burgundy, but uh, if, yeah. if, if Red is listening, yeah. uh, Vander James' is, uh, time if is it, up, and uh, TJ Marconi should be up TJ should be up I want to jump in with what Igor just said, and we're not going to start kissing your ass, but before the thing, it was just me, Luke, and you were going to jump on, and Igor was like, you know what? Dude, I respect this dude's game. I, I just want to jump on just because I respect him as a fucking wrestler and as a person. <clears throat> but now going back to the what Luke just said about the Japan thing, I'm going to sound like, obviously, the host of the show, but how does that even happen? How do you do? You reach out to Japan? Because, I, listen, I was in Japan, yeah. and this is going to sound silly, obviously not racist. Dude, you're a big, tall white dude. Yeah. You're a big, tall black dude. It's like, oh, my God, they're in Japan. Like, they're, you're actually looked at like, holy crap. Yes. Like, you're like 
It's, you would crush it out there. It's just creating enough buzz. So, I mean, I think the past 18 months to two years, I created a little bit of buzz. Like, I, I can put a post up and get a booking now. Like, when I first started, it was like, you know, who's this guy from New York? So, it's creating your own buzz and just, and when you have opportunities like House of Glory or SWF or wherever I wrestle and just have good matches. Like, I had a match with Jack Swagger in the summer, and my goal was, I'm going to make Jack Swagger work and I'm going to make the best match possible. And I did. And he's like, You're really good too. I put that match on YouTube. It has a few thousand views, which is really nothing when you think about it. But a couple of people have watched it. And if I need to send people my work, like, Hey, I worked this guy who was on WWE and I had a really good match. So it's just building up my profile, really, and then hopefully someone I get a friend that is in Japan that says I have a really big white guy who's pretty good, and then hopefully someone likes me. That's kind of how it works. It's just it's really networking who you kind of know, and then once you get there, you know, just kill it. So I mean, I got House of Glory because I had a friend that was a student there. Uh, I had like a scramble match when I first started. Amazing Red goes, this kid's really fucking good. Who was your friend though? Uh, she's wearing the shirt right now. Oh, look at that. I'm not going to read it out. I'm not going to read it out. So, like, uh, he knows who he is. He helped me out. Um, you know, the guys didn't know who I was. They're like, this kid is six foot six. He can work. He, he, he can talk. He's good. Give him a shot. And they did. And, and then they be like, you're on every show. So, so just on a side note, yeah. like, Mike runs the show. Yeah. But I really want to know, what was your favorite match that you have done so far in your career? My next one. No. Uh, so <laughs> Because it pays more. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple. I mean, me and Dreamer was big for me because it got me on to WWE. Um, I had a really good match with Kyle the Beast at JAPW, which is Jersey All-Pro Wrestling. It's kind of like the Jersey version of House of Glory. So your dream match was with Dreamer? My dream, no, my dream match is with Kevin Nash. That's my yeah. dream match. Have you met him yet? No, I, I I did a spot. Yeah, I met him a few times. Him I met, I met him a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to wrestle him yet, but that's my dream matches. One on one, Kevin Nash. Okay, put on the tassels, put on the diesel gear. Let's make it happen. Um, but uh, I think all my list of like dream opponents right now, it's kind of like Paul London, Amazing Red, oh. Sammy Callahan. Did you would take a match with Amazing Red. Hell yeah. I'm going to make that happen for you. Amazing Red and me could put some magic together. His his style, my style would be fun. After he beats Low Key, TJ's next in line for title. And honestly, Low Key and Homicide are on my list too, man, because I grew up a fan of theirs, and I watched their independent stuff when I was in high school. And it's funny seeing guys I watched in high school on the independent level, because I only knew WWE. Yeah, of course. WWE, WWE. (laughs) And then my friend goes, you know there's like a whole other world. There's Japan wrestling. There's independent wrestling, which was Maluda. And he showed me independent wrestling and Japanese wrestling. And I was like, damn, these guys are going to live in New York. Amazing Red, Low Key, Homicide, the, the Hit Squad. These guys are awesome. And that guy works at GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> like, Steve Mack works at GameStop. He's a wrestler. <laughs> like, I'd go by a game like, I watched your match. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of funny when you see guys at the independent level and you're like, oh, my God, these guys are awesome. And he actually works at GameStop. And now. you respect him a little more, don't yeah, you? Steve Mack worked at the game. Uh, it was called Funko Land, actually. I remember Funko. So remember Funko, Funko yeah, Land I outside the mall. Yes, yes, so, yes, so yes, so Either Funko. way, they destroy you on your system. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> They destroyed you. And oh, you I thought you meant tricep workouts. So no you, shot. My, my Staten Island connection here. So we leave the mall and we go into Funko Land. Funko Land. Funko Land. And we're like, Fuck. shit, we're going to go see Steve Mack. We're going to go buy video games from Steve Mack. Holy shit, man. Steve Mack is the hit squad. He throws people at the fucking walls, bro. <laughs> shit. And we try not to, hi, can we get this game? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, it'd be whatever. But by the way, we watched your match at JAP. Yeah, yeah, you like that, huh, kid? Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> oh, that, that was it? Yeah, it was it. You know. Sorry, yeah, and so now, like, I'm friends with Steve Max. Fourth so time you bought Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> we get it, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> Besides wrestling, what else you into? I mean, football. Mm-hmm. Um, team? Game, game. Who's your favorite team? Unfortunately, the Jets. No, 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Unfortunately, guy. this year, I honestly, I, I made a You're face. a Mangle fan. I was a huge Mangle fan. Same. Honestly, I grew up a Cowboys fan for, for the only reason because the guy's name was Troy Aikman. Sure. And I didn't know any better. I'm like, yeah, Troy Aikman. And I'm like, I live in New York. I got to pick a team. Well, you know, and, and in fairness, though, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, yeah, Jay so Novacek. They, they, they were awesome. Yeah, of course. They, they were, were awesome. So I'm like, I got to pick a New York team. And I go, eh, it's like around 2000. The Jets just drafted John Abraham and Chad Pennington. I'm like, I'm going to go with them. It's been 17 years of hell. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's years just ahead. rough. Yeah, it's horrible being a Jets you fan. Getting beat down. But um, you know, sports uh, besides every other sport, uh, hockey. I love the Rangers. Ah, uh, there he goes. See, lo- yeah, finally, finally, somebody I, who likes the Rangers. I love like people don't people don't respect hockey enough. Hockey yeah, I don't. So I don't. They, so they're good. hockey dudes. I don't respect. Hockey's the best hockey. sport to see live. They yeah. have the best athletes. Like it's playing oh. football on ice skates. It's hard. I try to ice skate. I bust my ass in, in Bryant Park. I can't do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't respect hockey. Um, we're, like we're huge Ranger fans. Yeah. The only regret we have for like, we should have been Islanders fans. We could have got season tickets for two hundred bucks. Yeah, half the price. Yeah, <laughs> I never see the Rangers at Madison Square Garden ever. I go to the Rock or I go to I go to Barclays because it's two hundred dollars cheaper. And like, yeah, why do you not go to Madison Square Garden? I'm like, I like keeping my money. It's easy. We're gonna go to a Rangers game. Let's do it. I'm 100. We got the scam going for Rangers game. Listen, what they do, TJ. This is what we do every day at work. This is what I deal with. So we get to the Ranger game. Six fifty-five. Buy the tickets on StubHub for about 25% of the price because there's some, always some asshole who can't make it. Yeah. Boom. Scan. Walk in. Bro, we were three rows off the ice. I mean, I'm, I'll come meet you at the garden. I will we'll totally do show you I'm doing, I'm where we were sitting in the last two games. I'll grab my Richter jersey. It's we'll rock and roll. Oh, wow. Old, so I'm, I'm not a hockey guy. I met Lundquist, too. That's awesome. Maybe we both met Lundquist. It was fucking huge. My, my guys were. I've bo- never groupied out. Dude, I groupied <laughs> oh, out. Oh, no, you groupied out hard. So, oh, I groupied so out hard. I groupied out for Kevin Nash, but this is the other name you can pick. Who? I groupied out for Jeff Bukaboom. I don't like. I love Jeff Bukaboom. Bukaboom was fucking amazing. So, 27. So he was the guy who was the enforcer. <laughs> no, so yeah. I was a wrestling fan. Like, I'm trying to say whoever doesn't watch hockey. And this guy was like the wrestler on ice. He just knocked people out. I'm he like, destroyed people. This guy's awesome. And I saw him like, oh my God, Jeff Bukaboom, you're my favorite. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, you're my He's favorite. Like, Can you sign my towel? <laughs> really? Yeah. I was, Guess I, who Luke's favorite is? Who we got? On the Rangers? Leech. All time? All time. All time. You'll never guess it. You'll never get it. <sighs> Not who Leech. is a complete asshole on the ice? It, it's Superman crush. If you He'll get it in a been, second. If you have been a Rangers fan for a while, you will know who Luke hates. Uh, loves absolutely adores Boyle. No. Somebody that met destroys once. people. Dude, he's the biggest it, asshole. It, in complete asshole. Complete well, asshole. Why am I not figuring this out right now? Number sixteen. Why oh, he's throwing you? Really? The number. He's throwing you the number. Well, well, why if you, you don't know the number, how we can't get a how, how is that your favorite? Sean Avery's just a dick. He's obsessed with him. <laughs> you want to like be a fashion icon? Like I, I love it. He's uh, every. I like. I like. I lost so much respect for him when he was doing that fashion stuff. When he destroyed Brodeur, where he was in his. All right, so all right, it's the bad boy image. I think it's the bad boy. But then when he did like, oh, I'm going to be a fashion model thing, it kind of threw me so off. I'm like, my thing is Sean Avery is the 1990 Shawn Michaels of hockey. Really you know what? Yeah, I, I, everything is wrestling. Like, I t- I, everything is wrestling to me. It's like Trump winning is just the ba- is the heel being in power until the new baby face comes <laughs> Look, up. It's, it's everything is wrestling. I'm, I'm trying people to tell don't. this to people, and nobody really thinks about this. Our president is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's <laughs> absolutely insane. Well, and then like you were asking me the other things, I lo- like I am the biggest Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. It oh, is, no, see, it is I, horrible. TJ, I'll be honest. I am the biggest Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. So I make fan. little notes. Yeah. It said Schwarzenegger impression. Well, yeah. go ahead because you, you're spoiling my fucking... Dude, <laughs> this is my job as host. I try to steer a show and I was about I'm, to... I'm here s- for you. I'm, I'm doing automatic, <laughs> automatic okay. pilot. Okay. Like, so, so, TJ, so I heard you do a good impression of Arnold. Guy, you crushed my fucking bit. Go. He's <clears> destroying <throat> you. 
Uh, mm. So I'm very happy to be here in Jack Dempsey's <laughs> on a frozen night. I'm here. I'm very cold, but the bourbon is just—it's warming my body. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's all warming my body, my biceps, the triceps. It's incredible. I'm here having a good time. Cheers, everyone. Have a good time. Holy I have shit, to go home to Maria Shriver. It's, uh, but I have my other wife who had a child. He's very ugly, but it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's really spot on. Yeah, I mean, I watched a lot of Schwarzenegger. I, I was Schwarzenegger wrestling. It was kindergarten cop wrestling, junior wrestling. It was. Her, my father hated Schwarzenegger. My uncles and my grandmother hated Schwarzenegger. I'm like, put on kindergarten cop. No. Like, Colin Crisp, be like, you're going to jail now, Crisp. You're going to do real time. Like, Sorry, I'm a sound, kid. I I'm, feel like I'm there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, see, that TJ, we needed to meet you around three months ago because Luke and I would sit not at work. <laughs> or while we weren't working, and we would prank people on a soundboard, oh, and we would do the Arnold soundboard. I got, I got you. Dude, but if we, he would do like, "Hello, <laughs> how are you?" We should uh, do a prank. We're gonna do a prank when we hang up. I'm with when you. we hang up. I'm with All right, we're gonna bring it back to wrestling. Is that cool? Yeah. I hope you have. Are you having fun hanging I'm, out I'm, with us? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's so random. We're just bringing it back. I love it. And Schwarzenegger is a Hall of Famer. Schwarzenegger, huge. Yeah. huge. And it's, uh, his speech was incredible. He br- talked about Bruno San Martino, and and it was fantastic. All right, this is Jen. Jen is like one of the biggest wrestling fans ever. She has one particular question for you. Let's go. And she's like, can I ask TJ? I'm like, dude, ask TJ whatever you want. Is there more bourbon? Yes. Yeah, Huge. JP, bring TJ over a Kentucky bourbon barrel. The man. Thank Kentucky you. bourbon. This is delicious, and I really don't like beer it's like really that. Good. It's delicious. Thank so you, TJ. Apparently, there's only three places in the city that's. This is delicious. You come to a Kentucky bar like Jack Dempsey's, and you get Kentucky. Thank you, Jack. Kentucky bourbon barrel. Thank you, Jack. Just want to throw it out there. There's a Kentucky. Kentucky. University of Kentucky flag. Flag. Well, we're playing Louisville tomorrow at 1 o'clock. It's the biggest game in the whole season. So yeah, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, everyone will be here. Excellent. Now, this is Jen. Jen is one of the Hello, biggest Jen. wrestling fans you'll ever meet. She has meet. a really good shirt on. <coughs> Thank really you. Really good shirt on. Okay, Jen, get close to the mic. Be named. And XTJ. I was getting into an argument with my cousin before I left to come here. Okay. He insists that your entrance music is Larger Than Life by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> is that true? At House of Glory, Yes. It's I not rem- because of him. It's because of Little Ref. I remember hearing that, and I remember singing and screaming like a lunatic. <laughs> so and I'm like, this can't, this this big guy can't possibly be coming out to and, the Backstreet and Boys. That's why it works. I marked out. <laughs> that's why it I works. I totally marked out. So trivia: um, when I did the paparazzi Prince gimmick, that is dead, and I deleted all the f- pictures. I came out to the Backstreet Boys because. Larger than life just gets the people going, like you know, like black eyed peas. It know, does. It, gets the it does. Going. I think it's because of you, partner. Yeah, no, and your so, partner is actually really good. So uh, all bullshit aside, they, like I'm not one of those guys that sits there and, they and go. And for the amount of time he's in wrestling, he's only he's only going to get better. No, yeah, he's yeah. only going to get better. He's so, definitely so more high flying shit with him. You're going to be like the Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels. He's going to be suplexing guys twice the size of the other show. No, yeah. absolutely. He's a legit like shoot wrestler too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till that comes out. He's technical. So. um uh, we were talking about when we were tagging up, and he was he was like, oh, I've been using Larger Than Life. I'm like, you know that I used that when I first started wrestling. He's like, oh, you did? I'm like, yeah, that's not only our interest music, it's going to be our tag team name. And it just works because it's the larger guy, shorter guy, Larger Than Life, and the music works. I mean, I have custom music when I'm solo. I had a, uh, my friend Steve who raps under the name Exit. You know, everyone has a thing. Yeah. He, he wrapped me a song for Boot Party, like the shirt that Luke's wearing. But um, Luke's a huge fan, by the way. Thank you, bro. Thank Especially you. after you went over the top rope, bro. He was like, <laughs> more over the, Marconi. There, there's more three, over there's the top rope. Three people we come to watch, right? TJ Marconi. Yeah. yeah. It's not even bullshit. It's not yeah. because you're here. TJ Marconi, Amazing Red, and Ken Broadway. 
Yeah. Kimbro is huge. Everyone else had a title but me. Come on. No, you get a title. You get a title. I, I get a title. talk. Amazing Red. TJ needs a title. Now, now TJ, I'm going to tell you what Luke does. So, like I said, I'm very lucky to have some reason people – like, why is Dick Vitale on my show? Why does Chris Cantor like, – I'm very lucky. Chris Cantor comes on, Jake the Snake, and Luke's like, bro, I'm going to make a suggestion for you. Remember TJ Marconi? He was the big dude at House of Glory. He's like, dude, we got to get him on. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I want to go hard. I'm like, all right, bro, let's get him on. Dude, he messaged you, and straight up, mm, bro, he wrote back. He wrote back. Do I open it now? He's like, so, we're like, and I'm, I'm, you're on the level of like, we've had like, I saw the names like, so uh, there's a new company uh, showing up, and so he's if, like, if you say new, no, I'm not gonna say yet. Yeah, uh, now what, you what, what, create what, group, yeah. Okay, so so he hits me up. He goes, you're like on the level of like Jake Roberts and, and Jeff Jarrett. I'm like, yeah, I, I spoke. Am? I spoke very highly of you. So he goes like, yeah, these guys interviewed like these guys and then mm-hmm. you. I'm like, all right, yeah, I actually they made a lot more money than me. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, don't. All I want to say is, did you do a podcast with the Green Guy? Uh, I just I think is that the shot of wrestling yeah, thing? Yeah, the guy with the green mohawk. Fuck yeah, I mean, I, if I, you I, ever <laughs> listen. Me and Luca scream, fuck that green guy. Wait, wait, what's the matter? Wait, wait. No, I, it's just can, the can green guy. So I, I'll, go off on the, I'll go off on the tangent. Uh, you, you, I, you said something about when I was yelling at the guy. When, I, when you come to a movie or a wrestling show, you're there to enjoy the product. You might not like it. Like some people didn't like Star Wars. But they didn't scream at the friggin' at the at Mark Hamill during the movies going, Oh, you're gonna ruin for everyone else. So you go to a show, you sometimes you go to these shows that these guys make it about themselves, and it's not. Like you're just trying to get yourself over when you're there to enjoy a product, and it sucks because sometimes like the green guy or these guys are. Oh, I know wrestling better than these guys. This match sucks. Boo! I'm like, all right, you might not like the match, but like, don't ruin it for everyone else that might be there. It's, it's just it's like, don't it's, be a dick. So what? what uh, yeah. You you have to actually what is appreciate the, the art yeah, of then, what you actually do, because to put it blatantly, dude, you're six six, over three hundred pounds, bro. Yeah. There's no reason you should be over the top rope. There's no fucking. But I did reason. it. He really loves his top rope. But you did it. It's unbelievable. Explain what the green guy is. Bro, I, I don't you're want gonna to turn around <laughs> and you're gonna drop about ten feet, weighing that much on top of people. Yeah, it's it, fucking amazing. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan when it comes to that because you actually do it for the fans' enjoyment, as that, opposed to some stupid gimmick or some something that right. comes out there like you paint yourself fucking green. Yeah. Big deal. The thing the, the explain thing this green cuz I'm so sorry. What is the green so guy? There's a guy who paints himself green at every show and always promotes himself in his podcast that shows when he should okay. be watching a match. I mean, I guess it works for him. He's, he's getting views, but I mean sometimes it's a little much and honestly it is. Me and, um, me and Igor destroyed that guy every single him. show. People e- even even wrestlers forget it. Like they sometimes you know? do the match for themselves. It's not about you when you're wrestling. You're you're putting on a story for the fans. So if the story you're trying to tell isn't working, you have to be able to work and that's why people become workers or good wrestlers to change it as you're out there to, to impress the crowd because when I'm out there now I'm doing it for the people there. So I know House of Glory expects one thing out of me. I give them that every time. When I'm in Maine, I'm the biggest bad guy that there is. Like, they hate me because I'm from New York. Instantly come out from New York. Boo! Fuck this guy. <laughs> so I'm totally different. But it's you have to give the people who paid money that could have been anywhere. It could have been at a bar like here or could have been home watching Netflix. They came out to a so – House of Glory runs nice places. But usually it's a shitty VFW. Yeah. A shitty arena in the middle of the summer or the middle of the winter with too hot or too cold. They paid money to come see wrestling because they wanted to see it live and they didn't want to see it on the screen. Give them a show that they want to see. Don't make it about yourself. I am um, that new uh, now you create group. So yeah. you actually so I went to your Twitter. <clears throat> Luke actually you know, we scheduled this a couple days ago. Yeah. Luke's like, Oh, so I check out your Twitter. You have a nice following on Twitter. Yeah. 
And uh, so you you tweeted about this now you create group. So I they have like a few hundred followers. So I hit them up I'm like, hey, you know the DMs are open. I slid right into them. <laughs> Julia, it's a dude, Julia. Don't worry. And I'm like, hey, listen. I'm like, uh, I see you guys are starting up a little program. Yeah. I'd like to hit up on the ground because yeah. like. Yes, I've had a lot of huge A-list celebrities, but the truth, I need to get people while before, like the truth, before you get famous, I need to have you on. Hopefully one day. No, you better be. No, don't, don't disappoint me. Don't waste my night. I won't, I so won't. I hit him up and I'm like, uh, hey, I did a little podcast. I interviewed blank, blank, blank. And the guy's like, oh, thank you. I'm like, hey, I've had on Abdul the Butcher, Kamala, B. Brian Blair, Jake the Snake, uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I list everybody. And, and then like threw me. TJ McConey. <laughs> And the guy wrote back, he's a great dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm interviewing him tonight. I'm like, I'm really happy. He's like uh, a guy I'm really – so I, I blew you up back to him. They probably you, screenshotted it. So, yeah, you are on the level because you're a professional wrestler. Dude, you get paid to wrestle. Yeah. You get paid to walk into the squared circle wrestle. Wearing spandex and being flying over the top rope. That's the hottest <laughs> thing I've ever exactly. heard in my Same. life. <laughs> Worst injury you've ever had. Oh, I mean, I hurt my back and I was out for 16, uh, 17 months. Oh my god! Yeah, so I, it kind of uh, I started wrestling. I got a really good job running a nightclub, and then I hurt my back. So I kinda, where was the nightclub? I ran um, the Empire Rooftop. I also oh, I, oh, yeah, yes, but yes. then it went hip hop and ruined itself. Uh, I worked for the <laughs> Gansevoort uh, Meat Pack in Gansevoort Park Avenue. Did you really? Yeah, I was like a pretty big deal for a little bit doing nightclubs. Those are legit places. Yeah, He's I was like the dude. guy at the rope going like you can't get in. Yeah, like I, I, I hated doing it because I let everyone in because honestly, people don't realize it like. The people who you don't let in are the ones to spend the most money. So I'd let in every guy first. I was the only, uh, <laughs> I was the only door guy who let the guys in first. So what you ultimately made it was a cock fest because they spend the money. <laughs> but they look at guys like but us, like little girls in there. It's so all dudes. We're wearing like <laughs> but, but, so I know. So going off of wrestling. So when I was running a door, I was the only guy who said I'm letting all the guys in first. Why? They're spending the money they at the bar. The, the girls aren't. No. They're already in there. They're going to get drunk. They're going to want the girls. And I start letting the girls in little by little, and then they get more happy and spend more money. And so then, now did you I made a lot see of which ones are the hottest? <laughs> and you let the hot girls yeah, in. I, I, so I, 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 like, I, I, I really wanted to let everyone in, but yeah. I always had a guy in my ear going, oh, lighten up the door a little bit. It's getting too heavy in here. Like that's the you know I'm yeah. not that way because everyone spends money. Everyone has a type. But uh, I was the only door guy really to let in every guy first. I would never, like, I, and I would tell the guy, I'm like, if you're going to go spend money, I'll let you in right now. Yeah, you yeah, I'm like, right, give me a credit card, let's go upstairs and make some money. So now you we see what that is. That's business. I'm business. So, so we, hit, we hit an hour on the podcast, so like five minutes left. So we're just going to pepper you with questions. I'm with it. I'm with it. You bring two championship belts in here. Yeah. You're flying to DR. Tell us the hassle that's going to happen when you bring in two championship belts down to the DR. It's going to suck. Uh, and I'm not taking this damn briefcase with me. I know that for a fact. Um, I'm going to have to just hopefully they don't charge me for an extra carry-on. Because, <laughs> you know, I always like the old uh, – they're called shoot interviews. Yeah. And that's like when I guess uh, wrestlers like are just – is it just being honest? Yeah, they they're just talking without breaking the uh, – oh, I don't want to talk about kayfabe. And breath, people know wrestling is what it is, what it is. Just have fun and talk. Okay. So you're bringing you, – because those belts are heavy as shit. Shit. It is suck. They suck. So I'm gonna just have them on my carry on. And hopefully they don't charge me extra. If hope, well, obviously, eventually you're gonna lose them. Does it suck to lose them? It's a little bit of a morale like well, crusher, right? Let's be not, honest. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm spoiler alert. I'm gonna have uh, by February. I'll have two more. Like this briefcase is gonna turn into one. Wait, first don't, don't say that because I have to go to DR Julia <laughs> to make sure that you don't get beat up, Julia. Yeah, I mean, I could lose them at any time. I'm just uh, saying, Julia is gonna stay here, and the four of us are gonna go. <laughs> But uh, back that the NYC thing is a new company starting up in 2018, and they hit me up. I was like, they said I was one of the first guys, and now you create uh, wrestling. It's kind of be like House of Glory is killing it, but there's no number two, and there's money to be made, so mm -hmm. they want to be number two. There is money to be made. Yeah, 
And now, and this because like you're not on bottom level because yeah. you're definitely not because you're no. You can t- listen. First of all, if you had eight followers on Twitter or eighty three friends on Facebook, but I'm gonna tell you a story. There's a guy named Marcus Brown. He's a boxer from Staten Island. I don't okay. know if you know him. Um, he was getting ready to go to the Olympics. He didn't make the Olympics yet. I hit him up. I'm like, dude, here's what I'm gonna do. I just started a podcast. Be my like second guest. He's like, okay. I'm like, but here's the deal we make to each other. I'm like, when you fucking make it to the show. When you make it to the big time, dude, you and I are going to – he's like, I got you. Yeah. So I hit him up. He's at the London Olympics. Yeah. He calls into my show. I'm like, holy fuck, an Olympian is calling my show. Yeah. He loses. He's 24-0 now, ranked third in the world. I hit him up. I'm like, dude, you're crushing it. I'm crushing it. He's like, hey, bro, here's my PR person. Uh, uh, so he went I'm, big time. So you, you can I'm, never go big time I'm, on me. I'm, I'm, I'm being real. Like I tell people all the time, like I make promises, and I, if, I, if I ever do, like I'm not forgetting where I come from because that's the problem I think a lot of people have is, like if I come, if I make it, I'm gonna be the first guy to make it from Staten Island. Like I was born, in, I was born in Brooklyn, but I was raised in Staten Island. I want to rep Staten Island like Wu Tang did. Like yeah, like I'm not from New York City. I'm from Staten Island, New York. I'm from New York, Staten Island, New York. You know what I'm saying? And Did you go uh, to Wu Wear? Were you? Were, and I'm, this might I might I might date myself. Was Wu Wear open? I, I I don't know. I, 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 don't, know, I don't remember the store. Are you a Wu Tang guy? I had I had a Wu I had Wu Tang shirts, but I didn't have the Wu Wear store. I know Thirty Six Chambers. I had Wu Wear gear, but I I don't remember the store. What was your first store. CD? <sighs> Honestly, it was probably I bought my cousin bought me Thirty Six Chambers because he was the biggest Wu Tang. I got that. Yeah, of course. Biggest Oh really? Yeah. I'm gonna tag you on this, Jake Linney, my cousin. He was the biggest <laughs> Wu Tang fan. He got. He got me 36 Chambers. He got me the Cormega album. Dude, and he got me Liquid Sores. Yes, yes. I was like. And to Cal. Remember yeah. when Method Man came out to Cal? Bro, my mother played 36 Chambers. And she was like, what the fuck <laughs> are you listening to? I'm going to. I'm going to. And gonna, the first song, I was sitting in the living room. I'll never forget this. She was in my bedroom. I had a boombox. Yeah. Because I was. I really wasn't well off. But my first CD was Wu Tang. My first cassette tape was Onyx. Yeah, oh, back the fuck up. Back oh the fuck up. Slam. No, no. Slam. Back no, the fuck no, up. That was my first. Like, tape. Why is this playing in my house right now? And <laughs> you look at me and you go, yeah, I don't know. If that was the thing that she listened to. My mother played the Wu Tang album. And she but, was like, What the fuck are you? I'm going to tell you something. And where's the Allen guys? And I'm from nothing, nothing was cooler when you had the mis- uh, the 36 Chambers. And they had the masks on in the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was the the mysterious chest boxing. So, I, I, so the, the funny thing that the, the, the Now You Create guy, the guy Freddie, goes, you know, my first my first flyer, I'm marketing it after the 36. Like he's going to be, it's going to look like 36 Chambers. I said, that's the coolest fucking thing ever. Bro. He goes, my first flyer is going to be like a, a rap album. I was in fifth grade. He said like an and every, everything in New York City. He goes, so it's like graffiti, rap, underground, freestyle music. And he goes, my first, my, but I'm a. What do you know about freestyle, DJ? I'm, I'm TKA, freaking Judy Torres. Oh Torres my God. Rock Let's go. Freestyle. I went to Copacabana to watch TKA. <laughs> it was I, insane. I, well, I don't even know what TKA is. I'm not going to lie. Maria, the song Maria. I don't listen Maria. to Maria. Uh-huh. You never listen so, to oh, you. You remind me of a West Side story. No, yes. No, no, no. That's a different fucking. No, I know. Carlos Santana. So anyone listening, it's called freestyle music, oh, not my freestyle goodness. rapping. It's kind of thing. Shit. It was only big in New York and people outside New York. And people from the Bronx. Yeah, they go, what, what's that? It's like <laughs> it was a, a bunch of Puerto Ricans from yeah. the Bronx. So a bunch of Puerto Ricans <laughs> from the Bronx made music with techno beats and about love and it everything like that. It was amazing. Yeah. Little Susie. TKA. I actually don't know the, what TKA is. I, you, we we you have you to come to back. This podcast. We, we, we got to do another yeah. podcast. We're going to do a about podcast. TKA. TKA. Yeah. All right. So we, now a few pepper We're questions. Really yeah. Here we go. Let's rock and roll. How are you going to get yourself to Japan? Go. I'm going to try to make a friend that's already there. Go. 
What the fuck are you we're gonna, we're gonna hit, This is called the pepper session. All I want to do is. Oh, my God. This might you're be turning out to WWE. You're, you, uh, all bullshit aside, not because he's sitting here. What are you going to do to make it to WWE? I got to get in better shape. And then once I get in better shape, try to just keep. Do you want to pull a big show them. thing? You're fucking big. And you. All bullshit aside, you're a powerhouse. Yeah. And do, are you going to go powerhouse route? Or are you going to do the powerhouse? No, I, I kind of want to do like. I want to be this generation's big boss, man. I Ooh. think you're gonna be big. I, I want to be like the guy who can who can do everything. I everything, be the, everything, all like, around. Just and I, I want to be shit. more like my favorite thing is promos. So I want to be the guy who cuts the promo for three weeks and then has the match. Now, are you that, gonna turn around and you're gonna keep a little ref with you? I mean, if they want him, yeah. Why I'm not? sorry, well, little I'm, ref is awesome. Oh, that's a little dude, yeah, Burgundy, a little yeah. Right. Mr. Burgundy, okay. Mr. Burgundy, Mr. Burgundy. He's amazing. And all bullshit aside, he's fucking amazing. And I think the perfect mix. And it's weird that you say you're a huge Kevin Nash fan. Yeah. Because I see you and him as like a Kevin Nash slash Shawn Michaels. I, I think slash Rey Mysterio because he's tiny. Because his height carries I'll, him. I'm waiting for the. I think that there will be a huge reaction if we do win the Hog Tag titles. I think that the crowd will be ready for it because they're ready for it when when I didn't team with him. I, I think it would be Clyde. perfect. I so. think that would bring Hog to the next level. Because Red, are you listening? <laughs> Listen, Red. Give him the Hog titles, and it'll carry your promotion tenfold. You talking about Kevin Nash, yeah. all time favorite. My dream match going to House of Glory would be. Tell me if I'm wrong. T.J. Marconi versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, if he was alive, hell yeah. Bam Bam hell yeah. fucking amazing. Bam Bam was so Asbury underrated. Park, New Jersey, so huge, underrated, bro. and he was great in Major Pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. He was great. T.J. Marconi, big man, moves in the ring. Bam Bam Bigelow, yeah, yeah. big man, moved in the ring. Hell Shave yeah. your head and let's get some flames. No, on I, I, I'm losing my hair. We I gotta get keep some what tats. I got. You need some tats. <laughs> I got him underneath. I no, got I'm saying on your head. No, no, no. I gotta keep my day job. T.J., I ask this question to every single person comes on my show. Who's the coolest person in your phone right now that if you texted them, they would text you back? Oof. There has to be one or two people that That's you want to. That's rough. If you want to impress people at a bar. It's not red because Paul, he Paul, doesn't text back. I mean, Paul London, is. I think Paul London's the greatest. Like He's so cool. He's not really a big-time wrestling star, <laughs> but Paul London is so like cool if you get to know him. And then Dreamer. And it's, it's like, oh, Tommy Dreamer, the ECW guy. How about guy? you should yeah. text Tommy Dreamer? Well, no, be like, not on the show. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll do it on the show because it's a completely different aspect. Have Tommy say that he's going to come to the next one. I'll make a with TJ. With TJ, no. Here's what I will. I will bow out as much as I like being on the show. No, I like you on. I will. You're not going to bow out. And I will let Luke and Tommy dream in. Igor, TJ. What happens if if Tommy comes? Eight, uh, TJ's bumped off. He's so gone. And just, gone <laughs> just so we know, I'll call him once we're done with the show. You're <laughs> definitely going to do that. Okay. So but listen. I'm going to reach out to the Red. Red. Get him and a belt. he's probably going to ignore me because he's terrible. <laughs> well, terrible. Absolutely terrible. I love him to death. I would do anything for that guy. But he is absolutely terrible in texting slash picking up a goddamn phone. All right, we're going to wrap it up now. Um, yeah. You did an hour and nine minutes. You came down from Westchester. Yes. And I really do want to appreciate you coming on. Like I said earlier, anytime I have a wrestler on, for me, it brings back, it's like the nostalgic yeah. part for me. It's dealing with the guy. And before I went to the House of Glory, and I know we keep plugging House of Glory. I know you do other events. Yeah. And I don't want to make this a House of Glory podcast. It, but House of Glory is great. I but, just but, Luke, but Luke told me, so I went to this one event. The only reason is because Jake the Snake came on the night before. And yeah. he ignored us the whole show. Yeah. I, I, to, I told him. He was kind of a dick. But yeah, we, we hung out with him for four hours, and he <laughs> pretended he didn't know. <laughs> I, you, I, when I, mean, I think I, he was drunk. I had a legit blast at it. My girlfriend had, never went to a wrestling match. And like we had a blast yeah. like at that event. They put on a great show. The fact that you came down here, I really wanted you on. Like, 
I'll name drop. We had Canty on. We had a dude who killed Bin Laden on. We had, and we <laughs> were like, right there. <laughs> and we were stoked about having you on. Like, yeah, I just want to let you know, this is fucking TJ Marquand. I'm aware. I'm, I'm, down, I'm down. to do part. I'm down he went to over the top rope. I don't know if you understand how important. <laughs> that I'm is. down to do part two, man. Whenever we want. Oh no, no, I'm dude. Down for it. And, and, and the truth, they have cars. So whenever we'll fucking come out to Westchester, I'm with, I'm with we'll bring KBB. We'll, Yes. This so let's give one last cheers, TJ Marconi. Yes, sir. And, and this, in this Kentucky and bourbon mean, beer is fantastic. This, and this is truth. I, best of luck to anything you decide to do. Thank you, brother. We're, we're in this for the long haul. The four of us, best friends. Forever. And we're the four best if, friends. If I get if I get WWE, we're, uh, believe me, I'm getting everybody in there. And I owe Steve Mack, which I know we talked about. I owe Steve Mack catering. He just all he wants is catering from Madison Square Garden, so I got to get him in catering. <laughs> I got to get my trainer tickets, and I'll get um, you well, guys no, whatever. Well, now, now the most important question: What are you getting, Mike Sappho? No, no, I don't, I don't want anything. No, shut the fuck up. I don't want anything. What? what? Nothing. Where is he going? I remember when every- you make WrestleMania. <laughs> I want three firm. No, I've tickets. already. I swear. Oh, I swear. <laughs> it, this is so funny. I've already had this like idea. Like I, I've said, like if I ever make WrestleMania, I'm gonna make everything I make at my first WrestleMania. I'm gonna spend on tickets, getting people. In no, there. but you got to realize something. Your mom doesn't exist. It's Mike Sapphire. Well, I got you know, no. I, I, want, I want that section. Like when Eddie Guerrero won the title, he had that section he, he did. dove into. You know what? I want to buy that section and just fill it with people I know and dive into them. TJ, I don't <laughs> know why I want to do that. TJ, you know what? I'm gonna tell you a true story about making it. Yeah. Um, Chris Canty plays at the University of Virginia. Yeah. My best friend, ex best friend. He's no, you, you guys are talking again. No, no, no. You're Those, back. They, they you were, FaceTime. They were roommates at um, UVA. I okay. went down there 39 times. Justin. Um, me and Chris become like good friends. He signs with the Cowboys. I never asked him for a ticket. He yeah. signs with the Giants five years, 50, $54 million. While he's up here, we're just bullshitting. And I'm like, he's like, oh, you never asked me for tickets. Or I'm like, dude, I don't want anything from you ever. I'm like, yeah. how about we make a deal? And we were out in the city. We're at, actually at a bar Not down here. on Bleecker Street. And I'm like, if you ever make the Super Bowl, you get me a ticket. It was like a little joke. That was it. Yeah. They beat the Packers in Lambeau. Yeah. And that was it. I'm like, dude, maybe we should fucking go to the Indianapolis. My phone rings. It's Chris. He's like, hey, what's up? He's like, not paying for your hotel, not paying for shit. I got you a ticket. I'm like, what? He's like, I promise you, six years ago, yeah. he gave me a Super Bowl ticket. That's fucking dope. So That's yeah, a man of his no, And so now I go to the Super Bowl. He was on the show two nights ago. Yeah. And you saw the picture from yeah, the thing. Yeah. Dude, he comes on the show. The Giants win the Super Bowl. And it was it, it, the joke. He gave me his jersey that he wore. Yeah. And uh, we walk by. He hands me his jersey and he gives me a little wristband. I went to the after party. Nice. Partying like Chase Blackburn, embarrassing myself in front of the whole Canty family. <laughs> Are you <laughs> going to tell him the whole thing? Absolutely not. No. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> after we cut off. Yeah. Luke, end it with this, Luke. Success story. Why TJ is going to make it to WrestleMania? Why? About two and a half years ago, I'm at the Elks Lodge. Yeah. 200 people. Kevin Steen, who is now Kevin Owens, yeah. is wrestling in the fucking Elks Lodge oh, really? for $20. Yeah. Two years later, he's at WrestleMania. Hopefully. I just want to say, T- when you make <laughs> WrestleMania, if me... Don't put yourself up. No, 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 no. If me... Mike and Luke aren't there. I'm done with you. I, no, I, 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 I'm gonna cut you off. No, we're gonna pull cut you off. Fred's cut you off. We're gonna pull the StubHub stand. Legit. I thought. Of, I thought about this already. I said the first WrestleMania. I'm probably not gonna make anything. Who are you gonna bring? I have a lot of people. I no, 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 no. All bullshit aside. No, right no, now no. you're doing a podcast. <laughs> no, you Mike no, for, for real. You guys are coming. I'm probably gonna bring like half the House of Glory kids. I got a little ref. No, no, fuck little ref. I gotta bring. I gotta bring all my cousins. I gotta bring my backyard friends. I gotta bring my friends from from Wagner. Like there's gonna be. I mean, you made, you, you made it. My, my thing is, if, if, if I make, 
if I win a title, if I win a match, if I lose a match, no matter what I'm doing, if I get fired afterwards, no matter what I do, my goal, my my dream is to do that dive. I don't so know why. Staten Island. I want that dive. Bro. It was the coolest thing ever. He if won the title it. and he dove into the crowd. He's like, I'm the champion. Here's everyone I ever knew behind me. It was the coolest thing ever. That's what I want. I want everyone I've ever known to be in like one section of the arena and I'm going to dive at them after I win, lose, draw, whatever. You're going to win. Yeah. TJ Marconi. Thank you. Come on.